this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Coward. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. It's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. <laughs> For more details, go to deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek. That's D-E-R-E-K at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. Um, if you'd like to donate... To the Delivered Noise Network, please go to um, patreon.com slash comicbooknoise, I believe. Um, or you can go to comicbooknoise.com on your desktop. And on the right-hand side of the screen, there's a section called Donate. will tell you exactly how. It has links to where you can go to uh, donate. And as always, there's like uh, Amazon affiliate links and stuff like that. If you really, really want to buy something for yourself and give me a little kickback. Or you can buy something for me. I would appreciate that as well. Anyway, the reason I sort of laughed when I said uh, the Deliberate Noise Network is um, (laughs) I found out that uh, it's University of British Columbia um, or Vancouver. It's someplace in Vancouver right um there is a college radio station that has a tele, uh, that has a radio show called deliberate noise you know i, I think it's funny and I, I can't even really get too but out of shape because uh my particular podcast is was called deliberate noise but it is now called delivering a noise and i haven't done one in quite a while so it's another thing i need to get back on i have a whole list of podcasts that i used to do um that i have technically not pod faded i just really i've taken a lot of notes watched a lot of movies gathered a lot of music um and i just haven't done one just haven't done any now part of it is because um when I was recording a show, sometimes two shows, every single day, it's because I was driving myself to and from work, you know. But when my car pretty much died, um, I was relying on the kindness of the uh, other family members. And um, when that kindness ran out, I just started taking lifts ubers to and from work so you know not a really a whole lot of time except on saturday mornings but you know recording on saturday morning used to be a lot easier when steven was a little kid and wouldn't even get up until like 10 o'clock um and i would tell him okay buddy i'm gonna be recording until 12 um and then it got to the point where he'd wake up 
you know, I get up at 6 and he's up at like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Hey, Dad, can I use the computer? Anyway, um, and it also doesn't help that I haven't had my medication in a while. Um, it's weird because I was on a, and you know, if you don't want to hear about this, you know, go ahead and skip like another oh, 25 minutes or so. <laughs> You'll you'll get the joke when you look at the timestamps. <clears throat> anyway, um, I was on I was in the left and I was having a conversation, which I don't usually like to do, but this is a really chatty and very friendly Lyft driver who was about my age, and he was telling me about um, he takes uh, testosterone shots, you know, and all the stuff that he was. Exp- you know, he was talking about, you know, low energy, just, you know, always tired and all that kind of stuff. I was like, wow, that sounds like me. Maybe I should get my testosterone level checked. And it turns out, yeah, I have low testosterone, you know, and I'm supposed to take a testosterone shot every other week. I could take pills, but since I share a bed with uh, Patty, um, that wouldn't be good because it would, it could mess with her testosterone level, you know. So I'll take a shot um, once every week, once every other week, um, but I kind of owe them money for something else, and my prescription ran out, so I haven't had a chance to, once I clear up that balance, then I will go to them and say, hey, can I get these shots again, so then I'll have more energy and all that good stuff that comes along with it. So, yeah, just, hey, you know, have conversations with people. You never know where they may lead. Um, but just because I've been very just low energy and sleepy all the time doesn't mean that I haven't been watching movies, reading comic books, uh, all that good stuff. Um, I think that one of the last things I've talked about on here is how I no longer binge watch shows. Um, and I don't. Because it's like I have a three episode rule. I'll watch three episodes and I'll watch something else. Or I will just stop watching TV and I'll go do something else, you know. Um, that's just, to me, it, it, I will, um, I'll appreciate what I'm consuming more, you know. I won't read like my whole stack of comic books. Um, in one sitting like I used to, you know, I mean, I, I know I've told the story where there were times when I would get my comics from the comic shop, sit in my car and read a couple, uh, prop one up on the steering wheel and I would read a comic book on the drive home, <laughs> then read another one while I'm in the car before I walk into the house and when I got in the house and I'd read more comics, you know, um, those days are over because to me that's pretty much uh, that's distracted driving. I might as well go ahead and just start fucking uh, texting or tweeting while I'm doing that. But that was you know that was a long long time ago, um, and I don't have a comic shop anymore. I get it from an online service, which hasn't this particular online service. Um, they have another company and like two out of my first three orders with them there was a fuck up um and it's weird because there were always fuck ups in my favor but it still like rubbed me the wrong way I got a double 
order one time, and I, you know, I sent stuff back, and it's just like, uh, you know, a pain in the ass. Um, but with this particular service of their company, I haven't had any issues. You know? Anytime there's like a, a an over ordering or a double ordering, it's usually my fault. You know, um, that's how I ended up with a couple of issues. Lazarus Rising. Uh, it's a book by. Um, Greg Rucka and Michael Lark, I believe, are the uh, writer and uh, penciler. I don't remember who the rest of the um, of the uh, of the creative team is, but it's uh, it used to be a I think it was a monthly book, but then it went to uh, a more of a prestige format. So each issue is now it's they're like double triple size issues um and it's like uh, eight dollars a book <laughs> yeah um but it's really good <laughs> you know uh i want to say it comes out i don't even think it's a quarterly book it might be quarterly i don't know how often it comes out <coughs> but um the land of lazarus is in you know planet earth uh, far future, where there's no more countries, but everything is broken down by um, uh, corporations. There are seven corporations, each led by a different family, and uh, there's uh, there are pretty much three um, stratuses of people. Uh, castes. There's not three castes. Thank you. There's a family who, you know, these are like the best of the best. These are, um, you know, they're the most important people in the world. Um, there are serfs. These are people who work directly for the family. Um, and everything else are just, uh, it's called waste, <laughs> you know? So if you don't work for one of the, the seven families, then you waste. Um, each family has a, a champion called Lazarus, man. Um, and for the family that we're following, it's uh, the Carlisle family, and um, their Lazarus is named Forever. Um, it's uh, I'm not going to spoil anything other than to say that the name is um, sort of appropriate once you get past some of the... Uh, some of the secrets, um, and, uh, in the second issue of Lazarus Rising, because, you know, there was, there was Lazarus, I know I'm all over the place, um, trying to stay focused, there was Lazarus, the series, which, uh, when it ended, it became, you know, which was just a regular pamphlet, um, it became, uh, Lazarus Rising, which happened, uh, like, I want to say, maybe even a few months or at most a year after the the uh, the the cataclysmic happenings of the uh, of the series uh, the final issue, um, and so you know there's like a whole new status quo uh, for the families. But realize that because they're so entrenched, there's really not a whole lot of change, <laughs> right? There's a status quo 
and there's a new status quo, but it's not really as new as you may think, right? But anyway, um, Forever ends up uh, having to fight a couple of other um, Lazaruses and Lazari, and it. I read that part, you know, and it was a fight scene, and I think I want to say that fight scene maybe take took maybe 10 pages, you know, and it was so good, it was so cinematic in its telling, it was just, just blew me away, right, that I put the book down, sat down to just uh, luxuriate in what I just read, and I haven't really picked the book up since, you know, I'm, I'm going to, but uh, yeah, it's just... It was just a really, really powerful bit of storytelling. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get back to it, but it's just really good. If you haven't read Lazarus, I don't think you would really want to start with Lazarus Rising. You may want to start with the original Lazarus books, just so that you get a, a taste of the different characters. Um, but just this fight scene, if you are a fan of fight scenes, um, sort of like a Into the Badlands type of fight scene, uh, you will appreciate this on merit alone. You know, you know, you could walk into this pretty much blind, and if you are a fan of fight scenes, you will really enjoy that bit of storytelling. Um, then there's like the rest of the story we, that I haven't gotten to, but it, it usually has a lot of political intrigue. And when I say political intrigue, I don't mean like, oh, Democrats versus Republicans. I mean, um, the part of the corporation that's ran by a brother going up against the part of the corporation is ran by a sister. Um, and they're fighting each other, but at the same time, there are other families, other corporations who are trying to just wipe them all out, you know, so I mean, it's, it's really good stuff, and if I'm not mistaken, they even have like a, uh, a, uh, a, a role-playing module based on, uh, the world of Lazarus, <coughs> in the book, I'm so sorry, anyway, um, that's one thing I've been doing. I've been listening to a lot of um, gaming podcasts. And I mean gaming, I mean like actual play, Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons, that kind of stuff. Even though I've only played Dungeons and Dragons once in my entire life. And it was just me and my mom. I had a lot of fun. Um, I still have uh, like a set of dice somewhere. And I have a bunch of modules for a bunch of different games. I used to have a module for the uh, the Watchmen game, you know, one of those games, one of those uh, products that drove uh, Alan Moore away from DC, but I don't know where that is, I, I kind of lost track of that years ago, um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's really what I, I will follow, you know, basic goings on. I mean, I have an idea of how to play 
those kind of games that just never have. But uh, yeah, I I, I kind of like this shit. Um, I kind of like the fact that they have that in the uh, in the back of the of each issue, you know. But anyway, um, I finished watching um, Young Justice Outsiders uh, three episodes at a time, and it's really good, you know. I, I but then again, I like the original um, Young Justice series. And this one is uh, a little while after the last one. In fact, you know what? I should go back and watch those first two series. Um, but they introduce new characters, new concepts. There's going, they have um, <laughs> a take on uh, the Judas contracts again because <clears throat> there are two stories that. Um, that they like to retell comic book um, slash superhero people with Teen Titans it's um, Judas Contract and with X-Men it's uh, Dark Phoenix they love to retell those two stories they don't always work but they love to retell them um, I have not seen the Dark Phoenix movie uh, I kind of want to but unlike a lot of people I have not been impressed with this new batch of um, X-Men movies. You know, I mean, I liked uh, Days of Future Past. And I liked Logan. <clears throat> but all the rest of them, even the ones that people said were good, like uh, uh, First Class, I thought it was... Eh. Um, Apocalypse, I thought it was... Eh. Like a couple others, I just thought they were man. Um, that's why you know I will eventually get around to watching Dark Phoenix, but I'm not rushing out of my way. Um, but I was talking about uh, Young Justice, but I, I really enjoyed Young Justice. Um, I just realized I haven't talked about any of those, I don't think. Um, I was sort of hesitant about uh, the, the DC Universe about getting a DC Universe uh, subscription until they said, yeah, you know what, we're just going to dump a whole lot of comics out there. And I was like, all right, now you got me. You know, because that's what I wanted. To me, I don't for some people, the uh, the movies and the, the TV series and that kind of stuff are uh, the strong selling point. But for me, it's the comic books. You know? So the rest of it is just great. You know, I would... We'll talk about some of the comics that I've uh, read through um, on an upcoming episode. Because I don't know if I have enough time. But uh, when I first got it, I was it was uh, <laughs> it was right after they uh, announced that uh, Swamp Thing had started. You know, and then like what two days later they announced that Swamp Thing was being canceled, which was, to me, just ridiculous, but hey, okay, you know, you can do what you want, it's your property, you know, um, but I watched all of Swamp Thing, <clears throat> and then when I got done with that, I said, well, let me check out, um, Doom Patrol, you know, so I watched all of Doom Patrol, and I enjoyed that, you know, um, 
And the only thing, and I, you know, I was really holding off on uh, on tight. So I watched, I watched Young Justice, and then um, I was holding off on Titans because all I heard was complaints, you know, about how it was no good, about how they made Starfire a, a, a prostitute, um, and all it is is just a uh, you know a bunch of foul mouth people just run around punching bunch of people that's all i heard you know i i didn't i hadn't heard anything good about it <clears throat> that said i really didn't go out of my way to hear to read a bunch of reviews this is just stuff that i just would come across and i should have realized that a lot of the people that i would have come across who talked about it were older people and you know, let's face it older people we we've, we've lost touch with what the youngins want today so I'm um, I'm hesitant, and then I was just like, you know what, the new series, the, the new season started, season two started. Why not? I might as well just go ahead and watch season one, right? Um, and so three episodes each time, you know. Um, although <laughs> I didn't realize that I went from season one over to season two because I just was letting it play. In fact. That may be the only time I sort of kind of binged it because it was just a playlist. It was just like, hey, we're going to play the next one. Hey, we're going to play the next one. I was like, yeah, sure, just go right ahead, you know. Um, so there were a lot of people who were complaining about the ending of season one. But <laughs> what I did not realize was what I thought was the ending of season one was actually the first episode of season two. So I didn't understand why people were complaining, you know? This is like, well, what are you talking about? It was a perfectly serviceable ending, right? Um, and then later on, I found out, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I would have been pissed too if I had known it. <clears throat> but I thought that season one reminded me a lot of uh, of the Wolfman um, Perez run, especially towards the end, where it didn't so much remind me of a Trigon story as it did of a Brother Blood story, where you were never quite sure who you could trust, you know, and that's just how all Blood, to me, that's how all blood, Brother Blood stories were, so it's like, he's got this, um, this cult around him, and you don't really know who the cult members are, and that's, and what they did was, instead of having the, 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 the cult of the blood, they had the cult of uh, Tri of Trigon, so it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I probably liked it a lot better because I watched it like three episodes at a time up towards the end, where I just watched probably maybe as many as five. Um, then people who are watching it every week because much later on, I started uh, listening to. Um, Oh shit! The tower, uh, and the the the, the 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 daily reels feed. So I got to hear how Peter was reacting. Peter Rios was reacting to um, each episode as it was going on, and <clears throat> it seems like I enjoyed it a lot more than him. But then I realized. Oh yeah, he was seeing it as um, each individual bite, while I was having, you know, big old slices of cake, right? 
I know, poor analogy, but what do you know? I'm not an analogist. I'm a, a guy out here making a lot of noise. Yeah, I pulled up at work. There's <laughs> a guy out here making a lot of noise. A lot of comic book noise. Take it easy. Oh, my God.